Hey, Gemsters. Welcome back to another segment here on Gems Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, I am Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, the founder and host. For those seasoned listeners, thank you so much for listening to another segment. With me today is Leslie Hensel, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about who Leslie is, and then we're going to dive into a fun, informative conversation. Sounds like a plan? I think it does too. So here we go. Leslie Hensel is a partner with River Bend Consulting, whose 85 plus employees solve critical problems and offer effective growth strategies for sellers on Amazon and other e-commerce platforms. Leslie leverages two decades as a small business consultant to solve the underlying business issues in online retail businesses, resulting in improved operations and profitability. She has been on Amazon seller for a decade, thanks to her boys who do most of the heavy lifting. A lifelong Longhorns fans, horns up, y'all. <laughs> I love seeing Leslie earned an MBA from the University of Texas at Austin. In her free time, she enjoys hiking, volunteering for a wish with wings, and serving on the board of Hallie's heroes so without further ado let's welcome the woman behind it all leslie hensel hello it's so great to be here today thank you so much for just sharing and holding space as well as dropping gems so i want to get the audience connected with you in a fun and personal manner so we could either do a rapid 10 question game emphasis on rapid or an icebreaker what are you in the mood for Let's do the rapid. Okay, here we go. We're playing rapid fire with Leslie and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question one. Leslie, what's one word to describe you? Hardworking. Question two. If you had the ability to trade places with anyone for 24 hours, would you trade places or remain yourself? Oh, for 24 hours, I'd trade places. Okay. Who are you trading places with? Jeff Bezos. Oh, okay. Question two. What are you doing if you're feeling blue? What picks you up? Hiking outside. Okay. And we're on question three, right? Keep me honest here. So Question three, I want you to think about a time when you've done something in your life that was risk-taking, crazy to others on the outside looking in, but it actually built character. What was that? I've taken each of my children on the 200-mile coast-to-coast hike across England. Oh my gosh, wow, that is nice. Okay, question four, are you a cooker, a door dasher, grub hubber, or you're like, hmm, I'll just leave it for my partner. I'm a cooker as long as I can use my Instant Pot a whole lot. Okay. <laughs> Those definitely make a difference. <laughs> Question five. What's one of your favorite pastimes? Spending time with my kids as long as they'll still do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question six. If you had the opportunity to have lunch or dinner with anyone, past or present, who would it be and why? Okay, I'm going back to Jeff Bezos. And the reason is because 
he said he's giving away billions of dollars of his fortune and I want to talk him into giving money to research for children for childhood cancer oh I love that and that's Mm -hmm. definitely a bigger good for everyone so question seven in your bio you mentioned Hallie's Heroes tell us something about Hallie's Hero Um, Hallie's Heroes was founded by a mom and daughter that I know that are wonderful people. And we help to collect bone marrow matches um, for kids who have cancer and other um, debilitating disorders. Uh, And we also give money to uh, childhood cancer research and to families who are struggling because of pediatric cancer. My son, actually, my, my younger son had cancer when he was eight. So a lot of our efforts now are in the childhood cancer community. Oh, that is amazing. So for those of you listening in, please consider um, making a love offering or donation to Hallie's Heroes. Question eight, if you could go anywhere around the world that money was no option, where would you be headed? Oh my goodness. I've always wanted to see Bali. It's very beautiful and very expensive. (laughs) Question nine. What is one quote or mantra that you live by? Oh, never, ever give up. Um, And that is with my business and with my kids and my friends. Uh, We say it all the time. Never, ever, ever give up. Never, ever give up. That goes for y'all too, because the sky is the limit. Scratch that the moon because there's footprints on the moon. So don't tell me the sky's the limit. So I hope y'all never, ever give up in your endeavors. And question 10, it is the pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed. And this is where you ask me a question. If you play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So are we passing or playing? I'll play. Okie dokie. Last question. If there's something weighing on your heart today that's been really heavy, what is it and what do you need to do in this moment to check in with yourself? Oh, that is such a good question. You know, I feel like I have not been allocating my time right lately. Y'all know how it is when you have business, you have family, you have other obligations, And sometimes you allow one of them to really take over. And the one that takes over for me is business. And I have some other obligations that I need to reassess my week and make sure that I feed those as well as my business. I love that. And thank you for being so transparent because it is so true. Like I have this thing that I do y'all, if it's not on my calendar, then I'm not going to do it because it's breaking into my already planned schedule. And that's just a part of me having boundaries for myself as well as making sure others respect my boundaries. So thank you, Leslie, for playing rapid fire. Now y'all we're going to zoom segue into this main segment, which is a content that we're going to be talking about um, for the rest of the show, which is how to win against e-com- the e-commerce giant, as well as maximize revenue, because we know that there are risks. We know there's other people that are your competitors, but what makes you stand out and how do you do that in an authentic way without being slimy and sleazy with sales pitches? So Leslie, let's start I'm building the foundation here. So whenever you think about what you're doing and the success you have accomplished, lay the foundation for us, and then we're going to build upwards. 
Absolutely. So with me, myself, I have had two pieces to my personal revenue puzzle. Um, one of those is selling on Amazon. And then the other is that I help people who sell on Amazon. And in both of those, a lot of what has made me successful is the really boring block and tackle is what we call it, right? Um, we're a football family here. And so we talk a lot about block and tackle. If you can't block and tackle, you cannot win. It doesn't matter how exciting your running back is or your receiver or your quarterback if you cannot block and you cannot tackle. So the things like um, setting up your books, um, developing a good product or service, being very honest about how you market that product and service, developing relationships with people. It is the very boring pieces of the business that do two things for me. One, it's created success, but number two, it's decreased the drama and the stress in my life because I do a lot of things. I don't need, to me, when you don't plan and you don't lay the foundational items of the business, you're creating a lot of drama and stress for yourself that nobody needs. Mm, okay, I like that. So the block and tackle, um, be authentic, know what you're selling, and it's the boring pieces that you need to get down pat in order to see your business thrive. So for the audience listening in, they may be wondering, how do I know what to sell on Amazon? How do I find my niche area? And does it even make sense for them to find their niche areas? Because not all the products are going to do the same thing. Or if they do, one is going to have something slightly different that makes it stand out. So what is very exciting about Amazon is that you can sell in very small quantities there. So you don't have to make a minimum order with a manufacturer of 20,000 pieces and try and sell it and see what happens. You can get 100 pieces or 200 pieces um, spec on, from a manufacturer and see if your product moves. So I always say the riches are in the niches. Everyone's heard that phrase before, right? Um, and a lot of times there's something in your life that you already know a lot about that you wish there were a product. So example, I have a special needs kid. Uh, so when he was younger and we did lots of occupational therapy and all the different sensory therapies for kids with autism, we bought so many great products. And so many of those were developed by parents who were like, why doesn't this exist? One of my kids has played baseball at a high level. A lot of baseball training equipment out there, it was parents who became coaches who were like, why doesn't this exist? Beauty products are the same way. Um, there are so many things that in your life, you may have a hobby, a side interest and think, gosh, this product could be better, make it better. Or why doesn't this product exist? Make it exist. Um, and there are opportunities on Amazon because um, let's say you have some kind of really kitschy small hobby and 10 people do that hobby where you live. Well, across the United States, there might be 100,000 people who do that hobby. That's why Amazon is a great place to launch and try new products because you do have geographic reach that you don't have if you're taking that product down to the store down the street and it's just people in your neighborhood who are walking past it because it's not their hobby. I like that you mentioned that because some people may be wondering about inventory. They don't want to buy a bunch of pieces and store the inventory, but you just squash that for them and told them you don't have to buy high quantities or 
20,000 pieces or whatever. You could start small and then make sure you sell off all those as you're testing. You're testing the market to see, are they going to bite at it? Are they, are they interested in that? And if they are, then you up your inventory and you sell more and you find out um, like by consumer surveys, how do you feel about consumer surveys? Oh, absolutely. Um, also, when you sell on Amazon, a lot of people do give product reviews and feedback. Uh, you can actually do Vine reviews, which is approved reviews by Amazon, where Vine reviewers are very honest about your product and they will tell you things. Golly, I really, I loved this, but I wish it were purple. Um, I loved this, but why does this handle move and this handle doesn't move? Whatever it is, they will give you that feedback. Um, you can also, there are all kinds of really cool things in the internet age now, y'all, that you would never even think about. There are focus groups online that are very inexpensive. It used to be so expensive to run a focus group. Now you can do focus groups even with products for a very low amount of money. So if you get your, let's say you order 500 pieces, you get, you get 10 pieces delivered to your house. You make sure that they're how you want them. They're functional. There's adequate QA. Then you can have your 500 pieces delivered straight to the Amazon warehouses. They're not in your garage. They're not in your mother-in-law room or your basement, or God forbid you're in an apartment because you know we've all been there. We've got boxes stacked against the wall somewhere of stuff that you want to sell. Have it shipped directly to the Amazon warehouse. If you can get through those, then it's then you do the 2.0 version of the product and you say, how can we upgrade? Stay ahead of the competition, make it even better. Um, but that first version, it's kind of good to make it a basic version without every bell and whistle just to test the market. Yes. And y'all, I definitely want to piggyback on what you just said, Leslie, because you mentioned the Vine groups and that was the first time I heard about it. But there are people who have beta testers that are in their network and they'll send them the product free of charge in exchange for, you know, trustworthy, honest reviews, just so they could get a feeler for what's next and what better way to get your product in the hands of someone that may actually be looking for someone, something like that, but they're actually getting it free. So they're going to want to test it out so you could also try that but one of the other things you speak on Leslie is how to win against the giant e-commercers out there and some of the challenges can you share some light on that so being a seller on Amazon opens up so many opportunities uh, same if you're on eBay or Etsy or any other platform because they have such great reach but with that great reach, they also have all the power. Um, you are playing in their sandbox and it doesn't matter which platform, it is their sandbox. So you really have to know the rules for the different platforms. And there are a lot of people, the biggest mistake that I see among newer sellers is when someone who's sold for a long time, usually on eBay, um, sometimes Etsy, jumps over and puts their products on Amazon. It is a very different world because on eBay, every listing is your own. If it like belongs to you, you're not sharing it with anyone. Uh, over on Amazon, there's one listing per product and then uh, it, or one detail page per product. And then there's multiple people who are selling that single product. Um, you, you have to be so careful that you really understand what world you're in. Are you doing Etsy where you have to be able to prove that this is a partially handmade or custom designed product. You designed it yourself. I've known sellers who are doing great over on Etsy until Etsy audits their listings and says, 
why are you selling this pack of Play-Doh or something? It's just like a standard product. Uh, we're a handmade original product marketplace and you're out. Um, and once you get suspended from these marketplaces or once that you're in their sites, uh, it's very difficult to win. It takes a lot of time and effort and you don't wanna be doing that. You wanna spend your time on product development and making the best buy that you can because money is always made at the buy with products, not when you sell them. It's how good of a deal did you negotiate? Um, so you have to really understand. I, I really recommend investing time, understanding the rules wherever you want to sell, just so you don't get behind the eight ball. I like that because it's like you're doing your research ahead just so you can know what mistakes not to make in order for you to thrive within that environment. So for someone who's listening in, they may be wondering, Leslie, well, what made you choose Amazon over Etsy, um, Facebook Marketplace, eBay, um, I guess, let it go and some of the other ones out there? Like what about Amazon drew you in and what made you stay? So what I love about Amazon is just the size of the marketplace. There are more than 150 million people in the United States with prime memberships, which is shocking. And then there are about 100 million other prime memberships in other countries, which means there's also room for growth. The thing that's important about prime, if you have that membership fee that you pay, you're more likely to go there first. So there are some surveys that have shown that Amazon prime members uh, I think it's 80% of them, the first place they're going to go online to shop is always Amazon because they just trust it. They believe it's going to be price competitive. It's fast. It's easy. The delivery is super fast. So I love that because they have, they have invested in this customer relationship and made it this beautiful, strong thing. Um, the people who love Amazon buy all the time. So you've already got a market created for you. You just have to serve up a product that that market wants. So for me as a seller, um, I've been able to source products, find products that I can sell a much higher quantity of them because I'm selling on Amazon. And also um, I've been a, an FBA seller for more than 10 years. So FBA is fulfillment by Amazon. And that is where a seller ships their product to Amazon warehouses. And then Amazon picks, packs and ships the order. And they also handle the customer service for you. Now it does rack up fees, but for small sellers, it's a deal. You don't have to have a warehouse. You don't have to have warehouse staff. Um, you can ship your inventory there and then it, you don't look at it. You don't deal with it. It saves you money in many cases because the negotiated postal rates of uh, the negotiated rates with UPS that Amazon has are better than any rate that I could ever get. So I love it because it turns it into like a sustainable side business, even for the smallest of sellers. Wow. And then for that, for the FBA, there are other people's products that you're managing it. So you're like the middle, the middle woman in between. Yes. Okay. Are there any products that are a hundred percent yours that you sell on Amazon? And if so, what are they? I have actually not done private label products on Amazon myself. Um, I have a lot of clients who do pro private label products, but I just haven't. 
uh, because between my regular Amazon business and then running Riverbend, I just haven't had the time to invest in that. Um, most of what I do is wholesale. Uh, it's things that I buy from wholesalers. I also have a couple of manufacturers that I deal with who I'm their exclusive reseller on Amazon. So they don't want to sell on Amazon. They don't want to learn how to sell on Amazon. They don't want to manage all of that. So I have a team who manages their products for them on Amazon and we get a cut. It's a, it's a great way to get going. Mm, the win-win synergies there. Was it hard for you to like get in, into that space or what did you find it very easy or what challenges did you face if any? Okay, so I'm going to tell you one of my fun strategies that anyone can do that is, to me, one of the most exciting ways to get to selling on Amazon. So if you live in the United States, somewhere near you, there's a business park. And it doesn't even matter if you're like in a big city, small town, suburb, there are business parks. And that's where there's a group of offices slash warehouse spaces. So it's people who have these small manufacturing firms, and then they have an office there too. And a lot of those folks sell directly to retail or they sell B2B, um, but they have products that they sell that a lot of them have never, ever sold online, ever. And just because you're like a B2B product or you're like business industrial scientific product does not mean you shouldn't be on Amazon because all kinds of businesses buy on Amazon. If you go to businesses that are near you uh, in your town that are in those kinds of developments, a lot of them are not internet savvy, like e-commerce savvy. They don't want to sell online. They don't have time to do that, but they would love to hook you up as one of their resellers of their product. And you can make a deal with them to get an exclusive and to be able to return items to them. If they don't sell on Amazon and you set up their product detail pages, so you take all the pictures and maybe do videos, write great copy, you get it up there, and then you facilitate selling it through FBA. Um, but you're the only seller on the item because where else is someone going to get their inventory? It's really hard to get your hands on that kind of inventory most of the time. So you're not going to have competitors. And uh, that's how I've gotten my uh, brands that I resell. They're local businesses that don't want to sell online. Wow, that was really some good tea there. So Leslie, thank you for telling us about it. And in case you're wondering, y'all, B2B is business to business, just like B2C is business to consumer or customer. So um, there's definitely a lot. And there are so many business parks out there. I didn't even think about that. Like, and where I live, they're popping up everywhere in the Houston area, the Houston, Dallas, Cypress, like all over. You see so many of those um, long and there are normally long spaces, like long warehouse spaces that have multiple businesses side by side. So that's definitely a good way to break into there. When you first got, let's, let's dial back here. When you first tapped into the Amazon market, did you feel threatened in any way? Just like maybe you had IS, imposter syndrome or something that, that made you think, Ooh, is this really going to work? So I started selling back in 2010 when it was the wild west on Amazon. There were not a lot of rules. Uh, there were not a lot of other sellers. You could just throw products up there and they would sell. And it kind of seemed crazy. Like I, I was making more money than the effort that I was putting into it definitely, which made me ask myself a lot of questions. 
but I was really motivated and moving really fast. So at that time, and just so y'all know, one thing I love about Amazon and selling online, it's super flexible to your lifestyle and can help you meet your goals, no matter what they are. Um, I had been a, a consultant for many years and then we decided to homeschool my older kid who has some, some learning disabilities. And I couldn't do my work from home consulting gigs and homeschool him. It was impossible. And I also had a, uh, a preschooler at the time too. So we had a lot going on. And so I would source product for Amazon at night. My husband would go to work during the day and homeschool my kid. My husband would come home at night. I would go source products. And at the time I was flipping retail arbitrage. So I was going to stores, buying stuff to flip on Amazon. On the weekend as a family, we would sticker all the inventory, ship it to the Amazon warehouse. And that is how we paid for physical therapy, therapy, occupational therapy, all that stuff for several years for my kid. And you know what I loved about it that I had never had before? Every business I'd done prior, I was on someone else's schedule, uh, deadlines, phone calls, um, all of the things when you're a consultant to someone or you work as a freelancer or whatever. And this is the first time I had ever truly had freedom in a business. And it was, now it takes self-motivation and I had it because my family situation, we had to make up that income for all of my kids' needs. Um, but when you're, when you're totally self-motivated like that and it's all on your schedule, oh, that's something new to deal with in life. It really is. Wow. I love it. And what I hear um, is resilience. I hear flexibility. I hear learning something new, um, family time and just inclusion, as well as so many other things I just heard from you just sharing that. So if someone's listening, saying, man, Leslie seems like she has it all and she does it all. And you just mentioned just being motivated, like, how do you find the balance between Riverbend Consulting, you're on Amazon, you're a mom to boys, um, they sound like they're in sports, Are they, do they play football or do y'all just watch football? Uh, so my older one is away at college, uh, actually in your town, he's at the University of Houston. Ooh, and Yes, and my younger one uh, plays football and he's in track and field as well, yes, in high school. Oh, wow, okay, so- how do you juggle and maintain it? Because sometimes we as women tend to take on so much more on our plate that we could easily hit that burnout and we have to make time for self-care. So what's your secret sauce? So this is such an important topic. And so first let me, so let me correct something you said. You said, I have it all. I don't because having it all is impossible. And I really think it's so important to tell yourself having it all is impossible because otherwise you set ridiculous expectations for yourself as to what you can accomplish. So you're very kind to say that about me, um, but it, it becomes an impossibility. And it's exactly what you said earlier about limiting what's on your schedule. I've really had to decide what matters most to me and then cut a lot of other things out of my life. Everything has a season in life. And I've only got two and a half more years before my youngest kid's out of the house. So right now, if I have extra time, it's spending it with him if he allows me because he's also a 16 year old boy. And, um, and then we have things that we have come to love and care about 
uh, like the nonprofits that we volunteer for and work for. Um, and those have become an important part of my schedule. So if I have to say no to spending time, this sounds terrible, but it's true. Like if I have to choose between my nonprofit friends and trying to get it done for them for a cause that means so much to me and like just going out with the girls, the nonprofit's going to win. Now I know another season in my life, I'll be able to do both of those because I won't still have a rugrat at home that we do constant practices and workouts. And right now we're on a workout program together and it's so much fun. And he just makes me look ridiculously weak, but, uh, but he spends the time with me. It's all about making those choices. And, and then honestly, and you have, you have, you know, a small child. So you understand there's also choosing to not sleep. Uh, you really kind of have to decide sometimes, is this worth it for me to not sleep or to not do this other thing I wanted to do? And sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes it's no. Yes, I love it. And thank you so much for the correction, because sometimes people think that we do have it all from the outside looking in and having it all may look like one thing for one person, but something totally different. So there's various aspects and I love the correction there. Um, one of the other things that I would say audience here is what are you saying no to in order to say yes to yourself? Or what are you saying yes to that's making you say no to yourself? So think about it both ways. And now we're going to zoop into the CTA, which is our call to action part of the segment. This is the homework part of the segment, y'all, because I always like to challenge you as an audience, because just as much as Leslie is giving you, I want you to give it to yourself as well and take what you have heard and apply it. So Leslie, what's your homework for the audience? And then I want you to tell them how they could reach you and become part of your ecosystem. So a lot of folks, if it's the beginning of the year, the end of the year, new season in life, um, we tend to think about a couple of things. We think about our health and we think about our wealth and we have res uh, resolutions around our health and around our wealth. Or that's what we always feel like we have to fix. You got to fix your income. You got to fix your weight. I mean, doesn't it seem like everyone you know is working on one of those things? So I would love for people to embrace the idea of hope and personal empowerment. So often we come to believe that we cannot change these things. And the great tool that Amazon or selling online can be, it can be a tool for you to take control of your financial future and your financial freedom without beating you down because it is something you can control even if you have to keep that full-time job or this is another side hustle or this is your third side hustle or whatever it might be, I promise you that there are still ways to make money online that are not scams, that are really just going out and flipping products, reselling products, um, or finding and developing your own products that are not scams. So think about your financial goals for the coming 12 months. Think about what you want for your family, not someone else's goals, not people who are showing you their Lamborghini and talking about how cool they are because they made money online. Realistically, what would change your life? $2,000 a month, would that change your life? Some people it would. $5,000 a month, would that let you pay down your debt really fast? It doesn't have to be a lot. And then think about what can you do? What can you flip or sell? on Amazon or another platform that could get you to those numbers. Um, because the day that you reach that goal, 
such a feeling of empowerment and freedom. And I want that for everyone. Amazing. Those are fabulous tips. Nothing to add there. So Leslie, how can they connect with you? What is your website and where do you hang out on social media primarily? Well, I've got two quick websites to tell you about. One is riverbendconsulting.com. Um, but the other is for my Amazon book. It's called The Amazon Incubator. So you can find it at theamazonincubator.com. And if you go check it out there, if we've got all the buttons to buy the book, um, it gives you a blueprint for success selling online. It kind of gives you like we've had here. It's conversational in a way, breaks it down into in 12 chapters. You can kind of write out your own business plan for how you can succeed. And then you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all of them are under Leslie Hensel, H-E-N-S-E-L-L. -L. I would love to connect with you there. And folks, if you have questions, hit me up. Um, I love to talk and answer questions. Small businesses and entrepreneurs are my favorite people in the world. I love that. And y'all, all of her links will be in the show notes. So there's no excuse for you not to tap in and connect with Leslie. And my big ask is for brand sponsors. Yes, it is paid sponsorship because it does take monetary resources to fuel the mission and movement, which is to bring content that's educational, inspirational, and motivational, while also weaving in D-E-I-N-B, that's diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because it takes all of us coming together to make this world a better place. So when you finish hearing this segment, make sure you like, comment, subscribe and follow the podcast. We're on 40 plus platform and share this knowledge with a family member or friend, because what good is having the knowledge if you're not able to retain it or to cascade it out? So think about that. It's not just for you. It's for you to be a wealth of knowledge and share. So until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Remember, never, never, never quit on yourself. Never second guess who you are. And never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. That's a quote from Babe Ruth. I love y'all. Until next time, Gemsters.